This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. It's March Madness and my bracket is already busted. No, not that stupid college basketball thing. My livecast Hall of Fame death pool bracket. I never thought Douglas Leverson would make it past 60. Come on, Doug, you're costing me money here. Who are you? Our IP live cast starts now. Who are you? It is March. It is March 18th. Welcome to our IP live cast. Rob here with Sid hey. and Darren. I'm not going to say who my pick in the death pool is, but let's just say I hope there's a sudden power surge in any area where certain uh, ab controlling mechanisms are being used. <laughs> Uh, that would help me out a lot, I'm just saying, financially. Uh, with that said, welcome to RIPL Livecast. We're live every Saturday afternoon at around um, noon Eastern time. Maybe a sudden Zamboni slip would help. <laughs> and of course, we are live on Twitch and YouTube and archived to be listened to wherever you listen to your fine podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or what have you. You could watch the archive on our YouTube channel, RIP Livecast. Of course, as always, we welcome your feedback. We'd love to hear from our, our fanses. You can email us at RIPLivecast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Or, you know, hit us up on any social media at RIP Livecast. Plus, we also have a Discord. That's right, a live 24-7 chat. You can chat with us at RIPLivecast.com. There's an invite there. Pretty much all the plugs. Of course, there's our Patreon. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, with the mention of the the hints of uh, of Motley Crue, let let's just dive right into it. I didn't realize, but there's a new crew feud to do. No, <laughs> uh, and uh, as we've been following, you know, we've been spending so much time on the plight of Vince Neal to get back into shape. You know, I feel like we, we haven't dedicated enough time to Mick Mars and his retirement. Uh, Who I should have in the death pool, by the way. I oh, was, my I God. Think... He's off the yeah, board. Uh, the odds, that's too, they're not oh, taking bets on that anymore. The bookies don't want to even get involved <laughs> no, in that. No. Okay. Rob, what, don't yeah. don't hit me with any bad Motley. The world is going to shit so hard right now. I just can't take bad Motley Crue news. Okay. <laughs> well, no, this is good news. This is oh, Motley oh. Crue fighting back. Oh. Ooh. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> so Mick Mars, of course, has retired from touring, uh, and uh, I feel like we, we we sort of brushed over that. It's something that we said needed to be done perhaps a decade ago, you know, at their last retirement tour. He yeah. shouldn't have even been on the tour, even before this comeback tour. Uh, and, uh, you know, they did the, their one, their stadium tour, which was the big comeback tour, which I'm sure got them all millions of dollars a night. He was willing to do that. And then they wanted to do another one. And he said, no, fuck this. So they, the PR spin is he's retired from touring. And Mick Mars isn't somebody that gives interviews. Right. Mick, we, we never <laughs> yeah, really he heard. He doesn't have the strength to speak. 
<laughs> How can he give an interview? He he won't be touring with Motley Crue anymore, but he will be touring scoliosis facilities around the US. <laughs> Appearing at the Mayo Clinic. This <laughs> Bone marrow treatment center. This Waukega, Illinois. He has an arthritis of the spine, by the way. That's oh, the, oh, sorry. The, it's called ankylosing spondylitis. It's the latest. saddest <laughs> cannibal corpse song. <laughs> yeah, or carcass. <laughs> so, so as I bet you know, he hasn't really given any interviews. He never really gave his POV on on the retirement. You know, all we really heard was the the press release, which mm. you know it's coming from Motley Crue. If there yeah. was any sort of politics or drama they're not going to put it in the press release so as i was saying he's not doing interviews but you know who is doing interviews mick mars is good friend and friend of the show uh r.i.p a live cast alumnus carmine apice oh they're gonna say mark b (laughs) (laughs) mark b yeah i thought maybe he was well he's a good friend of the show sort of you think he has a take instead of balls don't go online (laughs) That, that that's his advice to Vic Bars. Right. <laughs> Don't go on tour. Move the fuck out of the tour bus. <laughs> Did you call him Carmine a pussy? Why would you say that? Apathy. Apathy. That was peach. That happened the last time we mentioned his yeah. name. I think. We, no, because him and his brother both pronounce their last name differently. Which is I how and how. Piece. A piece and apache, apache. You said you don't even know what. Wait, wait, Carmine, Carmine, a piece, and yes, Vinny and is the other Vinny one. Apache, yeah. I was saying, Rob's defense. I do think that that is. I mean, we had this debate the last time this yeah. came up, and we were perplexed as to how he pronounced his name. So, anywho, uh, I love what I love about Carmine. If you're not familiar with him, he is a legendary prog metal drummer. Uh, and uh, very, very. <laughs> I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure. So that that, that the live cast Hall of Fame or no, no, no. The uh, the uh, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, that shit doesn't matter. I thought he meant ours. <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. Uh, no. So uh, what I love about Carmine, you know, he's a New Yorker. I think when we interviewed him, we talked about growing up in the neighborhood and he grew up in Metzenhurst. But now, of course, he's a, a retired uh, Angel- Angelino, as they say. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and and I feel like uh, he don't give a fuck, you know, like he has he, he could say whatever he wants. It's not going to prevent him from making any money or getting any gig. He doesn't have to do anything. You know what I mean? So I feel like when he offers an opinion, you know, there's no political like intent no behind it. Yeah, there's no agenda. It's just his true feeling or like mm-hmm. what what probably really happened. So he is he's friends with, with that said. He's friends with Mick Mars, uh, and he was asked by Ultimate Guitar Magazine what uh, what Carmine's thoughts were on Mick Mars leaving motley crew what a random thing to ask you got this yeah. like legendary musician here and you're just gonna ask him about some other musician <laughs> well maybe it was just a long form interview and then okay. they you know like uh so 
uh, he responds, Carmine responds, well, I tell you what, I've been talking to Mick, and he told me when I was on the stadium tour, I was not happy. Uh Basically, everything was on tape. It was all planned out, and ultimately, a lot of crap. (laughs) And Mick is a pretty good player. And so, now let him loose and play the way he wants. That was never going to work for him. The truth is that everything has been weird for a while with Motley Crue, and Mick didn't like that everything was on tape. Mick told me that people that came to see it could tell that it was all pre-recorded and everything was on tape. When you play in a stadium like that, you can hear a lot of things come to the monitors or what doesn't. And with Wince's vocals, bass, drums, guitars, all that other stuff, it was obvious it was all on tape. And Mix was pissed off and said, I can play these things. I want to play them. I don't want to make believe I'm playing them. So I... (laughs) The way Mick Mars wants to do more work, I find it a little hard. He's old old school. He wants to play. I believe that he thinks he could still play that stuff, but I also believe that the rest of the band knows that he cannot. Yeah. You know? That's that's a fair point. They probably made Uh, it seem like they all needed it just to be nice to Mick. Right. Okay, that's very fair. That 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 is a POV that uh, obviously I would feel he would not <laughs> uh, agree with. You know. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, one moment. <clears throat> okay. So uh, uh, Carmine continues. Uh, so I think that's one of the reasons why he said, I'm done. Sure, the disease that he has, that doesn't help. Oh. <laughs> and the crippling illness. And it, doesn't make, also and it doesn't make life easy on tour. But Mick could play all the licks, and he was allowed to. Uh, mm-hmm. So Mick wasn't getting along with the rest of the band, Carmine is asked? No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> And, and really, at this point, it's like, Carmine, why are you speaking for me? Like, if you're his friend. Again, Mick cannot speak. Right. <laughs> when he, he had his be- oxygen nurse in the room, he would voice his opinions for that two he minutes He needs a day. someone to, like, wipe his butt for him, let alone speak for him in interviews. For God's sake, Rob. <laughs> uh he wasn't. He had his own means to travel and would travel alone on a bus while the other guys flew everywhere. In a he hyperbaric said, chamber. Yeah. He <laughs> can't put his iron lung on, on the point. You're bumming out the roadies, Mick. Come on. Get out of here. Can we at least put a curtain up? To put you behind a curtain? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, check is adrenochrome and uh, you know, <laughs> at the Delta counter. Oh my god! <laughs> he said, "Man, these guys are pissing their money away flying every gig. They were all busy, still trying to be rock stars, and Mick just wanted to play the music. Mick wasn't interested in wasting time and money flying everywhere, so he traveled by bus." <laughs> hold on, hold on. Is it really an entitled rock star thing to go on a plane? Like, isn't that just a part of modern life? No. Well, I'm imagining they don't just go on a plane. They get a private jet for themselves. What's the point of being in Motley Crue if you can't do that stuff? Like, isn't that the whole reason you're in that band? Yeah, To live that lifestyle and have comfort? Like, they're fucking in their 60s. 
Yeah, Mick is saying that they're pissing their money away. Like, what do you need this money for? I guess probably well, medical bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurses. Sorry. Uh, Mick was an intro- Medicaid. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like if you're, I guess also though, but if he has this bone ailment, tra- like flying is really hard on, on on that kind of thing. You know, like I feel like. The elevation changes affects your 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 bones. Well, so well, driving on a fucking bus down the I ninety. I was just gonna say, but then again, yeah. so does being in a fucking bus the whole time. So maybe like with the, with the plane, you know, it's a you know forty five hour minute plane ride to the next town versus a six to eight hour bus ride. Yeah, you know which which is better. Uh, in that plane, I'm sure. State of the art, Motley Crue jet. Uh. Their lifestyles are different than his, so there was a lot of disagreements. I think he was just done. They were supposed to have done the last tour, and then they came back. Then they did the stadium tour, and then that was supposed to be the last. So they, when they came back again, he said, you can do it. I'm not going out with you for this. It's okay. Uh, and then he was asked about uh, his thoughts on John 5, who is replacing McMars. And Carmine says, he's a good player, but if they're on tape, it doesn't matter. It's sad because Motley Crue, when they first went out with Ozzy, they were smoking. Oh, and I think uh, uh, Carmine actually, this was when Carmine was playing drums for Ozzy briefly. They were smoking what? But also, wait, when they first went out with Ozzy, was that 40 years ago? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. I mean, it's great. To Carmine Apishi, though, it's like, this is yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on, there's more. Blur. I, li- I lived out in L.A. and I'd see them perform on the strip. They'd walk in with their makeup and they look like the New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot That's of people true. said they'll never make it. That look is over. But a year later, they blew up and did it all themselves. They put their posters all over town and they were selling out arenas quickly. Then they got a record deal with Tom Worman producing and that's where I was like, blah, 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 blah. Was that really over then? And I feel <laughs> like that was like the beginning of, of that look when they were doing that. Like right, the, but I, I think what he's saying is people, thing, in, in that people. in that moment just thought like, oh, this idea of cross dressing, it's no. it's not going to last. It's over, uh, and then they kind of shot it to a different popularity. Uh, sorry, oh. sorry, Carmine Apishi. They gentrified cross dressing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then and then this part. Uh, he, he's reminiscing some more about back in the day. I got to be friends with them all, and I used to hang out with Tommy and Nikki all the time. They lived around the corner from where I lived, and we'd go to the we go to breakfast all the time. We used to go to the OTB together. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast? I thought these were like rock stars and didn't get up till like four p.m. That's when they have breakfast. Oh, 4 PM I, I guess yeah. And I used to go to Tommy's house with him when he was with Heather. Lot. Yeah, we were good friends him. too. I had a red Ford Pantera, and that's why Vince, and that's why Vince got out, which is the car he crashed and killed. Oh no! No, we just. Oh my god! I had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Don't mention Pantera with Razzle. I love that he has to name drop that. Oh, Vince Neil got the idea for getting the car that killed Razzle from me. That was all me, right here. Carmine Apache. So yeah, really have a take on this revelation. Apache. 
We haven't heard from Andy. I guess his promotional tour is over. Fuck the Pantera. They make it the car that killed Russell. I am so sad. Why are you not killing yourself, the fucking Pantera? The fucking shit. The fucking shit. Bullshit. So, yeah, I was good friends with all of them. I remember that when they did their second record. Wow, he's really just he's just going down memory lane here. I remember when I did this uh, when they did their second record. I lent them a bass drum of mine, which they used on the album. I went down to the studio while they were recording, and I realized that the bass sound that Tom Werman was getting was not that great. So I stepped in and I lent them mine. Wow. I didn't get this far uh, when, when I was pre-screening this, but I love the shit talking. In the end, it sounded great. I stayed in touch, but then as, as but then as they got bigger and bigger, things changed. And again, all of Tommy's tricks that he does, a lot of that came from me. Oh my god, <laughs> he, cre- he credited me for that, and I respect him for it. He became a good drummer. I watched him grow, and I watched him get huge. So it's sad that we're not in touch anymore. <laughs> I created the Motley Crue sound. Everyone knows. Everyone knows it. It was me. <laughs> me. Not you. Not him. None of them. Can I just cut in quickly and say there's someone in the chat right now named Bacon Sharts, and that makes me very happy. He says, damn, dude, I haven't listened to this podcast since 2010. I was 21. Fuck. Uh yeah, <laughs> that is crazy that we've even been doing it this long. I I don't put it in. When did we start? Twenty oh eight. Hmm. Fifteen. And years. and uh, strawberry salad says never too late to check it out again. It's true. Facts. Bacon charts. Want- where are you call it? Where are you chatting with us from? What part of the world? And I also want to know if if bacon charts had a name in our old chat that we would recognize. As a mm. as a listener, bacon charges oh. from Cali. Uh, quick man cometh about the Motley Crue stuff. Asks, what does Kerry King think about it? I'm sure, he thinks Motley Crue sucks. Or no, I, I bet probably they're the one glam band that he probably enjoyed. I mean, they had a little glam moment. Bacon charts says his old username was in fact bacon charts. Oh, all oh. right. It's a nice I appreciate name. Appreciate the consistency. So to to wrap up the story, uh, Nikki Six responded because this is like oh, that boy. like that i i only read the the first paragraph and i thought oh we'll have a fun time uh going through this i didn't see that he was like really shit talking there at the end uh-huh. like that is pure old man shit talking and i love it yeah. and uh nikki six who to be fair it is above this all like he's way more famous way richer like you know what does he give a fuck what this guy says you know uh but do, he is speaking for a member of his band so six uh responded to the comments writing in a tweet love how people talk for us without talking to us this is why the media has lost credibility well, in this part, I, I don't want to say. Obviously, by printing BS, they make money off of advertising, and we're not into that clickbait, clickbait game. When the truth comes out, it will be from us, us with the umlaut on the. On oh the U. God! Uh, he later added a washed-up drummer trying to speak for us, and bottom feeder media running with it to make money off lies. Welcome to the sad new world of look at me, look at me. What? This has been the world for 40 years since Motley Crue started. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't like. I don't understand why uh, he's attacking the media uh, here because, yeah, like he's saying that Ultimate Guitar shouldn't have ran with that quote. Like, should they have like asked his permission first? Yeah, like like, what? Huh? Well, how are they so? I don't and like other sites aren't supposed to pick up on this quote, <laughs> you know. It's like, not what? like it was just like some random dude off the street. It's like a known, respected musician said this. Stuff yeah, that has. It's not like it's Ja Rule. Yeah, <laughs> but he has like some level of credibility. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, obviously. It, I, yeah, I, that's. And also, he said he did talk to one of them. He talked to McMars specifically. Exactly. He said that's where he got all this information from. So, and uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was great. Sorry for that little quick man uh, coming. Six literally wore makeup and spandex because of the same look at me bullshit. Yeah. And wrote a book about his band and did a movie about his band. Isn't that all look at me or look at an a-, a younger actor playing me? It's all basically the same shit. Thank you. Yes. So uh, I'm glad that Mick Mars is just off the road. Ultimately, he's the winner here. You know? Uh, wh- huh? How you is it the- Nosferatu of Rock the winner? Uh, uh, he's not on the road anymore. He could, like, relax. Uh, we, did, we did get a, a, a response also from uh, Mick Mars. I don't know if oh. you should oh. play this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. It just says Mick Mars responds. Oh, oh, you okay, Mick? Oh, that's all we got. I guess that's, that's all he could muster. Is he doing Morse code with his oxygen? Is that <laughs> Maybe what that it's was? like the Metallica Go video. Like, uh, <laughs> kill me. SOS. <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, I'm terrible. You're terrible. You're terrible. Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you say that? What does Mick think of uh, whether I'm terrible or not? <laughs> mm. I'm sort of half expecting Mick Mars to like randomly pop up behind Rob right now and like choke him out. Oh no! <laughs> manifests. He's 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 stronger in the spirit plane than he is in in our corporeal plane <laughs> you just teleport teleport um well you mentioned metallica darren uh yes. lars ulrich uh <laughs> has been or ulrich i think uh, i'm not sure which way he, he pronounces it ulrich <laughs> but his no, brother doesn't it <laughs> no 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 uh lars ulrich has been given some interviews uh because uh, Metallica's hitting the road. They got a new album out or coming out soon. It's not out yet. Uh, I've only listened to the first song so far. I've kind of I've I've stopped checking out the singles. I figure once the whole album comes out, I'll, I'll check it out. Taryn, have you have you listened, kept up with the new singles? Uh, not really. Yeah, so we'll, we'll Sorry, have to do a proper can't review. Any, the, any insight there? Once the album comes out, but uh, so he's been in the press. He uh, defended the Pantera reunion. 
saying, I think the idea that they're out celebrating the music, music, and I, I want to mention, of course, they're taking out Pantera this summer. Oh, well, then of course. <laughs> so you, you could imagine right. that he obviously has positive fe- feelings about it. Uh, he says, I know there's been a lot of talk in the community about whether people support uh, that or not, but I'm the type of person, if Glenn Hughes wants to go out and play a Deep Purple set, I'd support that. I'm always in favor of people following their musical and creative ambitions, so this Pantera reunion, I think, is good. And obviously having Charlie Benante up there is great. I saw a video from Mexico and felt they were in the pocket. It'd be hum- fun to have them out. <laughs> okay. 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 Bill Maher is in the house. <laughs> okay. New new rule. <laughs> uh, but what what the quote that really made me do a double take is uh, Lars uh, saying that the collaboration that Metallica did with Lou Reed, Lulu, mm-hmm. yes, uh, has aged extremely well. <laughs> You think so? Uh, well, I didn't know that that a turd could age well, but I guess well, uh, it, it dries and then it doesn't smear all over your hands anymore. Yeah. I guess. I guess in that sense. Uh, so, uh, Lars, the full quote is: "What the fuck is it about Lulu that it got that kind of reaction? It sucks. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I can't quite figure it out. But years later, it's aged extremely well. It's so funny because it's not like." At the time, he said, "Oh, I'm not too crazy about it." He right. was very proud of it back then. Like, what do you? This why he just shouldn't talk because they're putting out a new album. So, what is he really saying here? He's saying, "Look, we put out a new album in like 2012 or whatever the fuck that was, and it was everyone hated it, uh, but now it's good. So, just wait uh, 15 years and it'll be fine." So, you're just saying the same thing again. Like this, don't buy this because it sucks. Buy it a decade from now, and you might or like it. Buy it then and now. Buy it twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you Even want better. people to buy it, just be quiet. Well, he's he's not. This this was not in an interview promoting uh, uh, the new Metallica album. This was in a book. Oh, this was before this uh, album came out. You yeah, 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 yeah. This is a separate separate from the. Uh, this is in some Tai Chi book. <laughs> tai Chi. What? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Why is he it, it, talking about Lulu in a Tai Chi book? Well, Why is he Lee in a Tai Chi book, book, right? Not Lars's book. Or what? So it's a book about Tai Chi, and it has 80 interviews throughout the book uh, from Tai Chi students to music producers to uh-huh. many others. Uh, and, yeah, it's about uh, the uh, – it's about Lou Reed and his uh, – uh, tai Chi uh, study, which uh, he died. So how helpful was the Tai Chi? <laughs> maybe don't well, put dead people in your Tai Chi book. I mean, he looked like shit. Maybe it helped him like live longer than he should have. You know, but not long enough for the fucking book to come out. <laughs> That's true. Hey, <laughs> listen, it. It, it's not magic, okay? <laughs> I think I I think we have a quote about Tai Chi from Mick Mars here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh fuck! I blew it. I lost it. <laughs> Maybe that beats the oxygen. Oh no! Oh I no! Got I got it. I got it. Here it is. Here it is. There. Are you alive, Mick? Oh, Wait. Uh oh. He's still alive. 
Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, he's back online. Okay, he's good. Back. He's back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so a few more quotes. Uh, we had a chance to get to a creative place we'd never been, and the lyrics inspired that, said Lars. Uh, Lou took us out of our comfort zone. The lyrics were angry, spiteful, awkward, and beautiful. It all made sense. It was a cohesive work that had almost every human emotion. Should we review some of those lyrics? Hold on. Uh, during the recording of Lulu, Ulrich became even more connected with the power of Reed's words through his Tai Chi. The one thing that was so beautiful about him, Ulrich said, he never tried to apologize or excuse all the different things that lived inside him. I don't think I ever met a person that was so unapologetic for what he was saying and how he was. Tai Chi was a part of that. And I think it all fits together very well. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, uh, what the fuck is this about Lulu that got that kind of reaction? I can't quite figure it out, but years later, it aged extremely well. It sounds like a motherfucker still. So what I can only mean? put the, I can only mean? put the reaction down to ignorance. It took our fans to a place I wish they would go more often. Fuck you. Maybe it would be a better time to release it now with what's going on outside in the world, the chaos. I don't know, but I'm very proud of this record. James and I would be figuring out ways through a piece of music, and then Lou would look over and go, "That's it. I'm not doing another fucking take of that." That's not the way we usually worked, but it was so beautiful and great, the whole thing. I think he's Are you serious? Sorry, what? I think Lou was just like, I want to leave. We're not doing this again. Enough. <laughs> it sucks. It's not getting any better. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lars is like, wow, he's so zen. He's just cool with it, man. Like, No, <laughs> he just hates being in a studio with you and he wants out. He's he only has on a... months left to live. He's this life is support. how he's wasting his last days. <laughs> it is interesting how like okay so i've noticed now and i've talked to darren about this saint anger now gets props like people kind of push back that's like oh no actually sit right like don't be a doofus like you should actually go listen to it saint anger is yeah. a good record which it's like uh no i have listened right. to it it's not <laughs> It's not. I can get behind people who say like I've seen this before, and I'm I don't necessarily agree, but I can see the the point in it. Like when they say I hear, I enjoy it. And there's certain it is it needs more production, and it's very clunky, and it's all this other stuff, and it's unlistenable in parts. But I hear things in there that I really like. Okay, I can buy that. I can agree to an extent. But there, you like you've said, it's become like almost. So in some circles, like the default position that you're an idiot if you don't see the beauty in this album. Yeah, and it's like, no, it sucks. Uh, a few comments from the chat. Uh, Quickman comments says, Lars's dad uh, responded to that his son's article, quote, I delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon Chart says, Stanger is trash. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Quickman comment, 20 years of fuck that snare. <laughs> Uh, Snowberry Salad. Uh, St. Anger would have been a pretty dope record if not for the horrible production and drivel in some songs that could otherwise be pretty cool. The music video version of the song Some Kind of Monster with the Fixed Drums was pretty good in my opinion. There are a few very good songs on there. I, I'll, and I, it just, it's, it's you know, it's hard to make a completely shitty album when you're Metallica. Like, they are musical geniuses. 
and some of it bleeds through on the album. Like you can hear it, but it's just covered up with fucking unlistenable shit. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It should have been an EP. Well, I, I think th- I think that was the problem with them for a while, and, and maybe even up until the last record is they wouldn't edit themselves. Like, for, if Saint Anger, if they were going for that sound with that annoying snare, the songs don't need to be seven minutes with no guitar solos. They could be three oh. minutes. You know, like we don't have to ride the same riff for two minutes. It's uh, so it doesn't repetitive. go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it was interesting at the time. Like, I really wanted to like the record. The, the record came out at what was a peak of my Metallica fandom, and I was obsessed with them. And I was like, so looking forward to this, so looking forward to seeing them live because I didn't have a chance to before. And it was such a disappointment. Weren't you put off at all by like, you know, they had just been doing years of like I disappear and all this like musical soundtrack? No, I liked I liked I disappear. Really? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I didn't I liked some of like I liked fuel, you know, Uh, because that's fuel. The first metal. I mean, mean, the first Metallica song I heard was entertainment. But like the first Metallica music video I saw was Until It Sleeps. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a fan. And, and like, so that's like, you know, I got into them in like 98, 99 kind of. So it was in that era. I didn't know that there was a cooler era. It was just how I accepted them, you know, and then I, I and then I went backwards. Let me tell you an anecdote about how I first heard Stanger. OK, uh, I was working at a store like a retail store. And now to set the scene, so their previous album, I think, came out in 1997, right? Reload. Mm-hmm. I guess they had S&M in there somewhere, but, and, you know, the whatever. Oh, the, yeah, that was fun. They had that one song, No Leaf Clover. But the first studio album, it's six years. It's been six years since the studio yeah. album. Plus, there was all this press they did. All the stenographers in the press just wrote down from the Metallica press release, like, this is raw. It's the raw, hard, back to the old Metallica. Fired by Meshuga and Hatebreed, I remember. Right, and it's very it's very fast, and it's like raw, old Metallica. You know, they built it up so much. All the interviews they were doing, it's like we went back to our roots and blah, blah, blah. So I got this CD the second it came out, the midnight of the Monday before whatever. I'm putting, I go and I put it on in the store, right? Just not knowing anything about what it sounds like. I put it on full blast. You were there for the midnight release, you're saying? Yes. This is before. And, and, I was and, working and in a you... store, not in the, yeah. the CD part, but I just went and got it, bought it, and I put it on. And I'm like, this want, is uh, be great. Wait, let me finish. So, and people just walk around and like, ow, what the fuck is this? Like all the customers <laughs> are walking around. Their ears are bleeding. It was like a comedy movie. Like I was assaulting their eardrums. <laughs> I was like, and I'm standing there listening to it. Like, is the CD skip it? Like, is something wrong with this? This is, can't be what the songs are, right? This is horrible. Did you have to go and, and like buy a second copy just to make sure it wasn't? <laughs> a, 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 I mean, after a uh, few seconds, he starts singing and well, allegedly singing, and it's it kind of, I kind of realized it was just how this album was. Yeah, and and you know, this is there was file sharing at the time, but they were adamant about it wasn't like it is today. I feel and it so, didn't leak at all. That I remember. yeah, it did it did not leak, and so I would have really got it from to, you if it leaked. I'm sure. And and yeah, so you really had to wait uh, and and listen to it. Yeah, I remember I was very very disappointed when I when I put it on. Um, Awful. So it, it's very odd. It's 
it's like uh, I feel like I'm in a, in a different world where maybe it's the same thing where how I'm saying I got into them in 98, you know, maybe mm-hmm. people uh, eight years younger than me got into them on on the St. Anger album cycle. And while they uh, enjoyed earlier stuff, like that's the song that got was the first Metallica song that they heard. So they don't have that uh, disdain for it. Uh, Well, I had the uh, same thing happen to me with the Black album, honestly. Like, I grew up on Blackened and, you know, Master of Puppets and all that stuff. And then the Black album came out. It was a big letdown. Like, it was very poppy to me. But I grew to like it, you know, over time. Yeah. It grew on me. But, I like, my first initial reaction was that it was very mediocre and shitty. For me, it's it's so funny because I remember when I heard Sad But True, I was like, this is the heaviest song I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, it was. It's almost impressive how many eras and albums in a row Metallica has been disappointing their previous generation of fans, and yet they're still so huge. Yeah. Like, that's a talent in and of itself, that you can alienate as many people as you add with Mm -hmm. every new album cycle. I think the the bottom line is that the songs are good. Like, they're great musicians. You could joke about them all day long, about the stupid things they say. They're a great band. I mean, and they they have even in the shit the turds that they lay that are there's still mu- something musically redeeming about them. Mm. Even Lulu, I mean, there's p- parts of Lulu sound good. I mean, their playing is good and it's inventive. It's just it's just too stupid to like. Be, it's too pretentious and stupid to be a good album. But it's like. Yeah, and I, I, I had two. I want to say something, Lars. Okay, Uh-oh. how dare you assume I didn't give this an honest? How dare Uh-oh. you assume I didn't want to like this? How dare you assume I don't have huge respect for Lou Reed and you guys? And that I, I didn't go into this with an open mind and, right. and listen to it more than once. And it's just, it's not, it's painful, it's hard to listen to. Uh, Snowberry Salad says Metallica were ahead of their time, name dropping TikTok. In frantic, good point. Good point. And uh, adding, sad but true is still heavy as hell in a room with live guitars. It's great. I mean, it's a, it's a kick-ass song, Uh, and it's a kick-ass B-side. I think to Enter Sandman. Uh, And on the single, uh, but I think it was. I think the the it was like a one and two. I I thought the B side of uh, Enter Sandman was Stone Cold Crazy by a cover of Queen. Oh, was it? I'll look. I'll look it up in a second. Uh, Bacon. Rob got the Russian import version. (laughs) Bacon Bacon Charts asks, "What is your guy's favorite Metallica album?" And Justice for All. But not even close to anything else. Sorry. Probably Master of Puppets for me, but I also admit that I've listened to Metallica way less than the two of you. For me, it goes back and forth between Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. But in my in my later years, I have I I've grown to love and Justice for All much more than I would prior. And I know, like a lot of tech heads, they pile on and Justice for All because like there's no bass on it, but I think. That's good. Like it just works for what they're trying to do. Like it's a sterile. It's supposed to be this like monolithic, like cynical view of the world, and like sh- you know everything is shitty, and we're in a dystopia, and it just works to have this like soulless sound to it. I just think it just it's fine. Like it's good that way. They could have used that justification for Lulu too. It might have helped. 
It's like, no, this just <laughs> reflects the hellscape we live in now. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> that makes sense then. Great. Mission accomplished. Right. So, uh, you guys are going to go see Metallica at the uh, Giant Stadium this summer? <laughs> no. I don't know. How are you going to get me free passes? And then uh, I go. It's $400 to go see the same songs I've seen for 40 years. But also, you get to see Pantera right before them. Oh, well, that's very different. Thanks. <laughs> get me some comps. Pantera. I'll go with you. Okay. I have to get myself one first. <laughs> I, if you can, I'm not like pressuring yeah. you. If you can't go, I'll stay home and play poker. I don't care. <laughs> but if get you get it, I'll one, go. Rob, right? If you got guest listed, you would get a plus one. I would not genuinely, necessarily, but but if I do, Darren, you would be the first person I think of. Thank you. I would genuinely. I, this is it's sincere, not a joke. I would genuinely be excited to go to a Metallica show, uh, especially with Rob. But yeah. I don't. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to go. Excitement from it being pay. free. No, yeah, partly, but like I do want to see them. I'm not like gonna lie; like I do have fun when I go to Metallica show. But I don't. Yeah, I, they I they put on a great show. Them. It's been a few years since I saw them, but uh, the, when I did see them, it was very entertaining. Uh, I haven't seen them, I think, since uh, Big Four. Pretty sure. Oh no, no, no! I went with uh, my friend Doug uh, to see them when Levison? they. Did. No, I, I wish. Uh, I went to see them with Doug in uh, 2016 or whenever that last album came out. What was the uh, at the stadium? Hardwired to self destruct. No, it was in the Nassau Coliseum. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I only ever saw them at that Lollapalooza in like '96. That was it. Oh. You didn't go to the Big Four with us, right? No, I did not. Uh. In our Discord this week, Chandra had a very interesting question that I wanted to pose to the group. He says, or they say, you're at a small venue and you have to shit really bad. The bathroom only has two stalls. One toilet is clogged and someone left a huge shit. The second toilet is flushing fine and relatively clean, but the stall door is missing. Which toilet do you choose? Uh, I need. Can I ask follow up? I mean, this is this is all that that, that is here. But well, sure, maybe we can posit some yeah. scenarios mm -hmm. then. Uh, how high is the shit stacked in the stacked shit toilet? Yeah, that that was going to be my first question as well. Like, is if this it's where, yeah. Sorry, if it's not touching my ass or anything, or I'm yeah. not going to get backsplash of someone else's shit, I would use that one. Same. It's it's near water. It's under the water. But near the surface of the water. That's fine. I'm using with that. toilet paper. I don't. But like the really. toilet's clogged. So is the water higher than normal? Yes. I mean, it's clogged, right? And there's toilet paper everywhere. <laughs> Bacon shark says, "Poop talk is why I'm really here." <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. Old school fan. <laughs> I don't. I have an aversion to uh, people watching me use the bathroom. I don't know mm -hmm. why. As I can't Same. explain it. It's not rational. I don't like using urinals, but I use them. I mean, it's just a part of life, but I'm not never really comfortable using a urinal. Um, I just don't Same. like it. But if I, I have if no I, issue using a urinal. Anything, now, my other question here is like do. the main door to the bathroom. Does it have a lock on it? Because if I could just well, lock I the imagine, whole fucking bathroom. I imagine it it's a it's just like one of those public restrooms with multiple urinals, you know, a big, you know, so it's 
probably so there there's probably people is not a lot coming in and out. You can't control that. Right. Yeah. That's how I, I, I imagine the scenario is. If there was only one stall with a no door and I really had a shit, I would use it. I would just be uncomfortable. But I, I'm not going to shit my pants. That'd make me way yeah. more uncomfortable. Yeah. Or shit on the floor. That's just terrible to do to somebody intentionally. I have done it accidentally, as we've discussed, documented here on this program. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take any other option I could if available. For me, the idea of someone else's poo or like poo water backsplashing onto my butt, that is a deal breaker. So I like I I agree with you I like for, I don't care about peeing in front of us like I could pee in public like it's nobody's business <laughs> and I'm like an, I'm I'm a ninja with it you know like uh, uh, it, it's like it, a it non-sexual glory hole. Uh, no, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just uh, 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 <laughs> I need to relieve myself, I need to clear my bladder. But uh, I shitting in front of somebody is very awkward. Like the idea that is like really awkward to me. That's a very private <laughs> thing to do. Uh, uh, but when like comparing the two, I'm way more grossed out by someone else's shit hitting my ass than, uh, than just like taking a quick dump <laughs> with a stall where like people see me shitting. I think we've I, touched on it. Oh, go ahead, Sid, please. No, I was just going to say, I think I'm more worried about people seeing me wiping after I shit than the actual. By that point, you go, that's... go with No, no, wipe, wipe in the stall with the door. You can, then you got to go in there with yeah, your pants like around your ankles. Around. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's fine. No. it's fine. What if someone catches you on the tour on the, on the journey between the two stalls? Well, like, what the with, fuck are you doing with your pants hold down? Hold Why on, you... okay, you're right. You're right. But with the wiping though, you can wait until everyone leaves the bathroom to start wiping. You could, but time this is that. like a packed show. There's never going to be a, probably a time or you're going to miss the whole show waiting for the fucking. <laughs> perfect moment you can't That's do that fair. this is why we need more bidets in, in <laughs> yeah th those will stay functional <laughs> they won't even put them in in the first place half of these things are like a hole in the ground <laughs> but uh i i think we've touched on a fundamental uh facet of human nature which i think there's just an innate uh, like something from the caveman days where you if you shat in a certain place, you would be attacked by predators. So I think we have a shame. We have a shame about shitting. It's somewhere in there. Maybe we overcome it as humans and we get to a point because we're conscious beings yeah. and we don't care. But there's something in there that makes us ashamed and do our business in a private like cubbyhole. And I think that's why we have stalls and why we like stalls. There's something think, uh, in our be, being. I, I don't. I, I don't think it's universal, though, because I've seen in third world countries where th there's no first of all, there's no toilets. It's just a hole and there, there are no doors. So there is no mm. privacy. It's a public mm. like like shithole. Well, that's publicification what... celebrated in Germany. What was the first part? Pu isn't public defecation celebrated in Germany? Celebrated. Well, they have porn genres just for that. Oh, oh well, I, but that's I, that's it. That's neat. That's not like their mainstream porn is scat. Is I don't know. Maybe it is. It's I mean, not. The one who's Get out of here. Germany. Tell me. I've been to Berlin. There, I did not see any any displays of scat porn anywhere. Uh, well, then I'm I'm definitely not going to visit. Bacon <laughs> <laughs> uh. Shorts actually has a good take. He says honestly, I just throw on a mask and pretend I'm anonymous. 
Oh. This Which, is yeah, this... if I had like a face mask and I had to show, oh up yeah, you know better. that's that's a good and point. then just anyone who comes in or passes me, I just go like this really creepily, <laughs> like put my fingers in my mouth, like in a shush gesture. V for vendetta. <laughs> Get the guy fox mask. I just wear my I poop so much shirt, and they they understand. <laughs> They're like, well, he has to. He has a shirt that says it. Oh, you meant it's COVID mask. I thought he, yeah, I thought yeah, he was yeah. talking about like the scream uh, guy. I mean, if that's <laughs> oh, I, what's I available, sure. <laughs> Great scenario. If you have a scenario such as this that you'd like to send to us, please email us. We'd love to discuss these kind of things. RAPLivecast at gmail.com. And um, wait, I'm sorry. Apparently there's a scat card game. In Germany, there's a German in the in the room. Templar, Templar Scharf. No, that's like uh, an old, old, old time card game. Scat. Oh no! It's like like whist or euchre or something like oh. that. German three player card game. Oh, I didn't know it was German though. Okay, uh, it's a three player trick taking card game of the Ace to Ten family devised. Okay, whatever. It's an old person card game. I see. No poop involved, allegedly. Uh, okay. In a, speaking of third world countries, uh oh. Wait, I want to... Germany's a third world country. No, well, we talk about pooping oh. in third world countries. Gotcha. Germany is not. Germany is a first world country. You heard it here, uh, folks. Rob Pazbani poops on third world countries. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up. So, uh... <laughs> take that, Somalia. <laughs> uh there is a uh guy there is a right wing a right wing commentator called Robert uh, Pazabini. <laughs> yeah, he shits on third world countries on podcasts. It's fucked up. There he is. <laughs> It's it's Dudorino in the Discord corrected me saying developing nation. I was just quoting Rob Dudorino. Yeah. Don't get don't kill the messenger. I'm sorry, what's going on? Is third world nation a uh, a pejorative? Developing, developing yeah. nation. Too hmm. far. To Too far. I think the beginning of the, the word third world had a negative uh connotations. Like the reason it's called third world is uh diminishing. Mm. I was reading about this, but I didn't fully retain it, so I can't tell you why. So there is uh, this right-wing British troll. Uh, Ricky Gervais. No, his name is, is Lord Miles. Oh. Well, he changed his name to Lord Miles. Well, Lord Miles wasn't his real name? <laughs> no. You never know. Uh, I'm trying to find this original thread that I found. I'm 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 very uh, uh, I'm very. Uh, Isn't it in the rundown? Yeah, yeah, but in that in that uh, thread there was another thread. Oh my god! <laughs> which had his his whole story, but the long and short of it is this guy, like I said, he is a troll, right? And uh, he when. Uh, when the war in uh, Afghanistan was winding down, mm -hmm. he decided for lulls that uh, he would go and live there. 
with the idea being that like Afghanistan is probably safer to live in than London. Okay, got it. Because again, he is a right wing troll. Uh, and there was a whole uh, uh, there was a whole thread going through his. He's on 4chan. He uh, and and basically he was live blogging his his time in Afghanistan, and it started with essentially like, "Oh, things are great. Everything is so cheap." And then, "Oh, I'm I'm in a bit of a pickle." <laughs> oh no. Oh, actually, that that was the phrase. Let me see. In a bit of a pickle. Let me see if I can find it this way. Give me one moment, guys. Rob's just googling a bit of a pickle. Have you (laughs) you guys ever? Have you guys ever thought to go to a a? uh, Here we go. Okay, I found the thread. All right, wonderful. (laughs) Now, now we could party. So let me do my my share screen. This better just be a screen with pictures of Cher. <laughs> okay. Or Robin Jeremy's belly button. So there's a there's currently a British guy called Lord Miles in Kabul having a wonderful time. So this is him. He's posting on for these are screenshots from 4chan mm-hmm. of this guy. And now this happened in 2021. So this is two years ago. Uh, just chilling in Afghanistan, decided to pop down to Afghanistan for a few days, never been before, just goofing off and soaking in the sun. Seems more peaceful than London to me. Ask me anything. And there's there's photos uh, and people on 4chan are like, hey, you better be careful. Kabul's going to be surrendered in six months. Uh, it might be even sooner than that. At, so this was before the U.S. got out of there? This was immediately after. Wait, when did? No, no, no. Before, right? Yeah, because Biden got in in 2022. So, yes, this is before. Uh, Just wanted to reiterate. Wait, Biden got in where? 2022. Into the. Oh no, no, he got in 2020. So this was this. Oh my god, he got in 2021. 2021. So this is right after Biden pulls out U.S. troops, I believe. Okay, thank you. So. Miles goes, just wanted to reiterate my confidence. The intelligence agency showed that the capital may be taken over within 30 days. However, not in a few days, I'm almost sure. And if not, this thread will get so much more interesting. Hey, <laughs> quirky. All the major areas were surrounded for a month. Supplies cut off and people slowly convinced to surrender. The area that just fell had been under attack for 30 days. Blah, blah, blah. Furthermore, Taliban are anti-Western, but as long as you denounce the West, aren't Jewish or atheist, and could show you're a harmless tourist, you'll be fine most of the time. Do you really all trust Western media? <laughs> also, if I get proven wrong and die, edit in a laughing soundtrack over my posts. It'll be funny, I think. All right. Somebody asked why I picked Afghanistan. Well, I just Googled the most dangerous countries to visit and used it as a shopping list. I went to Chernobyl two years ago as my first ever holiday abroad and bribed an armed guard to allow to be allowed to be to take a gas mask I found in the abandoned hospital. Sold it on eBay for more than the trip cost. Uh, and then he goes on. 
My room is nice. It's hidden off the street, barricaded with several steel doors and checkpoints with guards. I've got a 32-inch fat TV. I've got AC, which works surprisingly well. Double bed and a mattress is a rock, but apparently that's the custom here. I kind of like it. i got a private bathroom, and I get breakfast in the morning if I want. No charge. They also offer takeaways. Checked out Uber Eats for shits and giggles and nothing, so I got some last night. Very good and cheap. People say my situation is bad, but us Westerners pay five pounds for cancer-inducing fast food burger, and this whole meal costs less than one dollar or one pound. I, you have no idea how good it tastes. And and the photo is just of some skewers of kebab mm. and a pita. Uh, get get a taste of the good life and come down to Afghanistan with me, lads. We can have a night on the town. No, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, Somebody like pe- people in the uh, uh, in the 4chan are like blown away at this guy's blind confidence. Like here is a responder uh, an mocking alpha. him. Well, he say this person says this is borderline Sigma behavior. Goes to Afghanistan right when the Taliban is taking over. Openly walks the street, has no care in the world. Hanging out in the city that's about to become the 21st century equivalent of Saigon. Posts his picture and entire name on 4chan, a site notorious for punishing those that breach the enforced anonymity. Gives zero fucks about caution or advice contrary to his own plans. <laughs> so Once Sigma he- is even worse than Beta, I guess. It's like so- neither. It's subscribing to neither philosophy. It's like you 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 walk your own path. You're just a chaos agent. Yeah. And so here is his credit card. He figures. Oh, my God. He figures if the Taliban kidnap me, the plan is simple. I'm legally technically a lord, but fake certificate wore suit in the bank and talk the talk. So it says lord on all my bank cards. The Taliban may see this as reason enough to keep me alive, thinking I may hold some negotiating power as they think I'm important. Let's hope it won't get to that stage, though. But also, wouldn't they very quickly find out that he didn't hold any negotiating power and then it's all negated? Like, yeah. well, <laughs> the Taliban notoriously okay. doesn't Google anything. <laughs> Here's what's in a scout, by the way. Uh, oh, never mind. Go ahead. Country in anarchy, saw a few dead in car crash. Military is fleeing and only a few brave stay. Embassy is closed, so I walk to the airport and I'm safe. We'll find British representatives and get a flight out. Yeah, got to, to my, put a little plane emoji too, by the way. <laughs> got into my hotel, heading to embassy, covered myself in a burqa so they couldn't tell I was a white guy. Oh my god. Oh, all this, you know, embassy closed, so I walked almost an hour to the airport. I took the burqa off halfway and I'm wearing a headscarf, trying to find the British ambassadors. I'm safe at the airport, however. Short response for now, only essential talk. We'll update with time. Jesus has saved me, I hope. I will either die a man or leave with giant balls. We can't find someone at the airport that knows what's going on or how to get out. There are no representatives here, I think. One said there's no more flights, too. We'll have to wage guerrilla warfare across the Taliban until I reach another country. Uh, and, And 4chan people are just cheering him on. No more flights in Kabul. I'm stuff, stuck in Afghanistan. Bit of a pickle. <laughs> he writes. Uh, saw the Taliban enter the airport. They saw me, but kind of didn't care. I'm going back to the safe house now. Plan is to wait to see if any flights resume. So he is now walking through a war zone. Oh, my God. And he has time to post on his Facebook. <laughs> he goes, 
I'm in, te- in temporary housing, still better than my uni accommodation. Ha ha. I will live stream soon, but I just need to get into Western clothes and drink some water. It's all good in the hood. Hey. Oh my God. And then he did a live stream. Please uh, tell me something happened horribly to him on this live stream. No, but he's just live streaming from the bunker. Here he is. Okay. And then blah, blah, blah. And then he's posting more. People are going crazy. I'll be given body armor, emergency evacuation right now to a better place as all compounds are to be abandoned. I'm with the best of the best. He looks like the meme of the kid who's trying to hold into the in, in a fart because I'm gonna put that in the chat so you can. He goes, got evacuated at four ish. It's two a.m. now with a hundred or so other civilians. Couldn't message as there were cars emitting signals that would set off bombs. It blocked my AirPods from connecting, so I think it blocked all the Wi-Fi data. Imagine considering putting in AirPods while you're in such a situation. <laughs> Gotta listen to your jams. Bro, put that, pic- put that picture in just for a second from the chat. Where is? Oh, okay. One second. Let me just read this. The Taliban okay. let us go through the airport, and we may get, uh, and we may, and we met many of them. Very long transition period, but everyone was smiling and waving at one another. Some took selfies with them. I slept on a dirt gravel road and woke up as cars went by. We're in a new safe house, and we're all hydrated, happy, and ready for a few hours of sleep. <laughs> And he, and he posts this lovely photo. He's doing just fine in Afghanistan. Now, let's compare him to the Are photo. Are we 100% sure he actually went to Afghanistan and this isn't all yes. Photoshop and bullshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I looked it up. Like, uh, actual <laughs> journalistic outlets uh, said that his, his documents were all real. Even the Forged uh, Lord documents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. What do you think of him? If you saw him on Grinder, Rob, would you swipe or would you keep going? Pass, pass. No, thank keep you. Not, what's not the issue? What, uh, what's wrong too, with him? Too Caucasian. Wow, Rob. <laughs> what about the kid holding in the fart? And the other. Yeah, I was going to say the meme guy. You like him? Uh, no, too young. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's older yeah. than that. Oh, he's probably legal. Well, now I'd have to see a photo. You're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> then no. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, all right, more. So then, let's get it up. Think no. about it, Rob. If he could hold in a fart to that level of intensity, imagine what else he can do with his sphincter. Mm. <laughs> Too Caucasian, don't you like? Don't you like any white guys? Uh, yeah, but not like guys that look like you know too white. Yeah, you like shifty shortcake. He's white. <laughs> no, he's Latino. Is he? Is he? I yeah. thought he was Jewish. Was he white to me? Yes, Rob. Come on. Well, I mean, he could be a white Latino, but yeah, I mean, he looks. He had a tan. I, sure like, he's... like he had a tan. I, I should say pasty. He was pasty. That guy was pasty. Not like if, if the guy. His name is tan. Seth Binzer. He's not Latino, Rob. Come on. Of the Tijuana Binzers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band. It's some good jazz music. So he says he got on a list for Dubai and maybe flying within a few hours. On the flight out, we aren't allowed any liquids at all. No razors, only one bag. Everyone's tossing their belongings into a pile. Some lads stuffed my body armor and bag with protein bars, over 20 of them. Blah, blah, blah. Then, uh, then he's fine. He's on his flight. He found a, a, a bottle of Canadian syrup. Uh, 
And uh, also, uh, yeah, he made it out. Landed in Dubai. He's fine. He made it out. And then what did he end up doing? Uh, well, a few a few weeks ago, he was actually here in Brooklyn, in South Brooklyn, what? in fact. Uh, and uh, he tweeted this. Checked out Brooklyn. Felt more unsafe than Afghanistan by a mile. And if you look at where his... Oh, he's got my neighborhood. Map, is this guy near my house? He is in Bay Ridge. Like... Is he was like was he saying Sunset Park is unsafe? Like I, I'm, he is in the least unsafe area yeah. of Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> so Among like them, he, yeah. he is he is completely trolling. Uh, and uh, well, also I believe this is the train map that he's using because of all the line, you know, the way the lines are set up. He's on I the yellow line. High, oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, there's the right. I see the yellow R. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's on the NR line. Um, so he could have been in Coney Island. Perhaps if he walked around mm -hmm. Coney Island, it might be a little sketch. There's certainly some parts. But then uh, he's gone missing. He's <laughs> now gone missing in Afghanistan. There's these photos of him just hanging out with wait. the Taliban. He's so wait, he went back? With the Taliban. Yes, he went back. And here's his last tweet. His last tweet from Afghanistan. A flatmate saw my Bible and said, quote, that book is a fairy tale. So I threw my empty mug at his head, broke on the wall behind him. This is in the first instance. And after a while, you have to stop playing 100% nice and defend your faith. Oh, so I'm assuming this one person <laughs> ratted him out. He was like, hey, this guy is whatever. And like, and like ISIS, the, the assumption is he might have been captured by ISIS or, or what have you. But he hasn't tweeted in weeks uh optimists are saying he might have tried to escape through the mountains into china and that there's poor internet there but what a journey folks That's just fanboy fanboy copium yeah yeah and uh so you know fun stuff so i guess the lesson here is <laughs> don't don't go to Afghanistan. And don't fuck with Bay Ridge. Well, you can go to Afghanistan. Just don't be a gigantic tool when you go to Afghanistan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe sure there's, a way to, there's a way to go there safely. The phone. Yep. I almost thought like this was going to end with, I mean, I, I completely expected this to end with him dying in Afghanistan. Yeah. I was about to say, as much shit as I talk about Biden... This might be the one thing that he did by screwing up Afghanistan uh, retreat so badly that he got this tool bag. <laughs> Finally. Uh, you'll have no. to keep track of that. Are you following this guy on Twitter in case he tweets I, again? Yeah. So after I, I, I went down this rabbit hole, I started following him and I turned on notifications because I want to. <laughs> if he tweets again, I want to know about it. Do we it. do an emergency podcast? Like, no matter what else we're doing, if it's like Thursday afternoon, we still guys, just get guys, back on the stream? Back. Well, I mean, he's a streamer himself. I'm sure he would stream. Him. He, he wants to capitalize on, on this added attention, too, probably. Collins so in the chat with a very reasonable piece of advice. What does he say, Sid? Don't go to a country that doesn't have an embassy. Research. But he was being an arrogant jerk. I thought they did have an embassy and he went there, didn't? But they were just in chaos, right? And then, so they had one. No, they, they, were all, they were all gone. There were no... Uh, all the British representatives at the embassy had left already. Right, but when he went there, there was an embassy. So that advice wouldn't have helped. It just dissolved while he was there. 
but still right. the don't be don't be an arrogant jerk part oh sage yeah sage advice from colin so you're gonna be following lord miles right yes uh i i'm following lord mick uh on twitter he just posted this <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might be his last mess no one's seen or heard from him in a week uh so just hide under Mick's hospital gown, Lord Miles. He'll never find. <laughs> or hide behind his hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge that fucking thing. They'll never find you. Gotta walk oh, actually, away. Lord Miles actually just posted a photo. Look, let's take a look. <laughs> oh, he's looking good. <laughs> looking good. <laughs> Miles of belly button. <laughs> he's hiding in. He's hiding in that uh, whatever that thing is. Oh my god. It looks I like I try to avert my eyes whenever this comes Stop. on, but but Stop like, it, his navel <laughs> it's, looks it's cropped. It's cropped. His it's navel cropped, looks please. as much like a penis as his penis. <laughs> it does. Uh, it looks like a baby, so, like so a baby. Horrible. The head of it is poking out of his navel, I guess. And I have fully convinced myself that the woman is Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> just from the part of the head that we see it looks yeah. sort of like her so in my head that's stephanie mcmahon about to do that for some reason just to make her dad angry i guess get your hemorrhoids checked folks well, what? That's, the that's the lesson it's a it's a belly button hemorrhoid he's got going on there is that true yeah yeah you looked it up yeah it's what it sounds like when you touch it it makes that sound it's like a sort of weird Lovecraftian version of the pop and fresh uh, the, a Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more. It's like the the Vetus flytrap from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. It's going to start talking. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Feed me, Seabaw. <laughs> Imagine he's in prison and that thing is like eating prison guards and stuff. Oh. You have to put him in solitary because he's a danger to everyone around him. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, snowberry what? salad. Immediately after you said that, I checked my belly button to see if anything was wrong. <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if Ron Jeremy went to the Green Mile prison and then John Coffey touched him? And is not only does he not have a hernia anymore, he can he doesn't have dementia. He can think straight. <laughs> oh, no, well then they could properly prosecute him and put him in prison. Like right, prison. that's the that's the twist. It's like a yeah. Stephen King twist. Yeah, I like that. He's healed and now he has to stand trial and he gives a cogent apology for all the women he's uh, <laughs> he heals his sexual uh, perversions too. He doesn't want to uh, rape anybody. Maybe he could be like a rabbi in the prison then and like save other people. He could do some good. Feed me, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> That's what happened to Savannah. We thought she killed herself, oh. but actually Ron Jeremy's belly button consumed her. Hmm. R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, R.I.P. this week is actually just stands for rest in peace for Lance Reddick from The Wire. Oh, very sad. Lost and fringe. Although I don't know what what he even did on Lost. That was like such a random, like put this scary looking guy in to do something. But that was like one episode, right, or two episodes? Two, two or three episodes, I think. But he barely did anything. Yeah, it was like one of the classic Lost. Like let's put. A great actor in in a spooky setting, like we don't know exactly who he is, but he does a great job, and it's very convincing. 
but ultimately goes nowhere. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we could we could work with the guy from The Wire for a week or two. That'd be fun. Do we yeah. really have any reason to bring him in? Not really, right. but if we can meet him. Sure. The reason was, I think, I don't, maybe I'm getting my timelines mixed up, but I think he was already well established in Fringe, right? He was a big, he had a big role in Fringe. Yeah. And then maybe that's, uh, we're trying to do what Fringe is doing. Like, let's, you know. Was Fringe before, at the same time? I think as they were Lost? concurrent, yeah. Okay. But Lost came on first and Fringe yeah. started in the middle of Lost, I think. But he that was, came, right. he came into Lost way late. So I think he came into Lost like season five. Yeah, he's great in Fringe. I love Fringe. I, Fringe is everything that Lost should have been, and it ended with a satisfying conclusion, and it's just wonderful and touching. Even for like a weird show that's like known for just being weird, has very good human like story to it. And Lance Reddick wasn't the only Wire person that was on Fringe. Wasn't Andre Royo on it for a little bit too? I don't know who that is. Like the bubble site. I think he played like a cab driver that they like. Oh, so he had like a he had like a one-off episode or something. It was like, like one or two, yeah. But that, at that point, I was like, I think they're just having people from the Wire on the show just because they like the Wire, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see anybody who's been on the Wire and anything else, I immediately perk up. But yeah, all right, Lance Red. But you got the Wire question wrong in Sexual Jeopardy. Did I? What was it? Remind me. It was the long string of saliva stretching from a mouth to a dick is named after this critically acclaimed TV show of the Uh, 2000s. And you said The Shield. (laughs) Why did I say The Shield? What? You get you all. It was a daily double. You had it to yourself and your time was running out and you guessed something, I think. Oh, shit. And I said it was The Wire. You said, oh, no, it's my favorite fucking show ever. Shame on me. And Bacon Shard says, I think he means Clay Davis uh, is in Cocaine Bear, I guess. Yes. yes. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Mm-hmm. Have any of you seen Co- Cocaine Bear? Not yet. I'm curious. I'd give it a watch. Yeah, I like to I like to watch everything that almost everything that's in like the, the pop culture buzz, you know, like okay. that every everybody's watching. So even if it sucks, like I want to be up to speed on it. So I'll probably watch that. He says it's mid. I'd Do rather you guys be use terrible. that term. I don't. Do you like guys it. refer to things as mid? I'm not Have a big got- fan, but I'm old, so it's not for me. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Rob, it comes from gaming. Inf- infrequently, I would use it. What was I'm, the last I'm, thing you called mid, Rob? His mid. Uh, weed. It came oh. from weed. No, right. no it, it came, from, came, from, came from weed. From mids, I, like no, I think mid, came- like there's top shelf and mids. I don't, middle shelf. Uh, I don't think so. I thought it was. That's like, where I first. Uh, I thought the, the gate. I thought the stoners appropriated it from gaming. Like, it was well, mid, how is it referenced in gaming? Like a mid-tier fighting game characters would be mid. Like you're you're either S tier or you're like A tier. Mm. You're mid or you're terrible. Like the mid characters. I, were, I think I feel like I heard this S tier thing for the first time yesterday, and it very much confused me. Why is it S and then A? Explain that. It's like A, B, C, D, and then the top one is S tier, like they're gods, like they're super. S is for super, I think. Okay, okay. I could be wrong so, on what the S is, but there's a so, great video uh, that someone put in the Discord of the, the uh, last three U.S. presidents uh, ranking some fighting game character characters. 
by how high. Oh, like an AI ranking. Yeah, they like use the AI, AI voice. voice. So I looked up mid on Know Your Meme, which is the light, the official encyclopedia of memes. And uh, it says mid is a slang term meaning mediocre or mid-tier quality. The slang word was initially used in cannabis culture to define the grade of marijuana and later music discussions to describe albums and artists. Okay. In 2021, in October 2021, the word entered general internet slang following viral discussions of Drake's album Certified Loverboy <laughs> and a viral TikTok. Which is also okay. Rob's grinder username. <laughs> I stand corrected. I thought it came from uh, gaming and then found its way into smoking. But uh, Also, Bacon Shirt said, oh yeah, 3D like Street Fighter. I do, but there's an asterisk I'm very out of touch with the latest developments in fighting games because I just am old and have like a lot of life stuff to do, so I don't keep up with gaming. I'd love to, but I'm gonna try to like get into Street Fighter Six, um, try to carve out some time to do that. But uh, I'm old. I'll probably I used to be god tier, a god tier Street Fighter Mortal Kombat player, but when I was young, but I'm just you not the I, old Street Fighter. Everyone in our chat who plays fighting games would probably wipe the floor with me nowadays. Yeah, you got to work on that muscle. That's why I just recently got a switch exclusively to play oh. old oh, Mario a gaming. Game. Oh, okay, just check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Nintendo Switch. Eat and, that uh, and uh, well, how what you're gonna put like a condom? Kind of, well, no, raw that? like like bloody and fleshy. Oh, like red raw. Hmm. Ah, like with I a see. switch. I see. I see. Spanking. Uh, but uh, yeah. Like I've I play, play old games that I used to excel at, mm -hmm. and just my hand-eye coordination is is not where it used to be when I would. But it's also be a different five like, hours a day. It's different muscle memory because it's a different console. Sure, that's got to be part of it too, right? Yeah, part of it, uh, but just just you don't have the you don't have the hours of work in the timing, like to get the timing. In. What are you? What games are you playing that you used to play? Uh, Mario. I'm going through. I never had a Super Nintendo, so I'm Aww. doing the uh, Super Mario. Uh, right now, I'm doing Mario Maker Two, which is really fun. Uh, basically, it's you could the gimmick is you can create your own Mario levels, but they also have a full story mode of playing Mario levels. So they basically take all the engines of the side-scroller Mario games, so the NES version, uh, there's the Mario 1 version, the Mario 3 version, and then the Super NES version, and mm -hmm. then the, like, Wii U, like, the modern version of the game. With the Sunshine graphics. Mario? Uh, what's... Oh, yeah, like, there's all the power-ups. Uh, and so, like, each level is a different kind of iteration of, like, a familiar type of level you would have in one of those games, but a totally new level. So it's been really fun to kind of go through all of it. And then beyond that, I, I, I have a goal to beat Super Mario Brothers, like the, the Super Nintendo game, mm -hmm. the one with Yoshi, because I never... Isn't that Super Mario World? World. Super Mario, whatever it is, whatever, whatever. It's great. <laughs> You've never beat that ever? You didn't have like a friend no. who had the Super Nintendo I game? mean, I played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never, I didn't have enough time to beat the game. I would only play a few levels. Then you'd what were you doing? Yeah, then they kicked me out. Wait, what was that? What were you yeah. doing that you were so busy? No, he was just getting was kicked so out of friend's house. Yeah, my friends didn't want to hang out with me. 
<laughs> they wanted to play. He's Nintendo. just here for the Super Nintendo. He hasn't spoken to me in <laughs> three hours. I get got out. It. My parents decided to get the Genesis. I'm guessing probably because the Genesis was a little cheaper at the time, oh. which, which is understandable. You let your parents make that decision. How did that work? Did you give them the choice of I need a system you can pick which, or they just showed up one day with a video game for you? Like how? No, he he really wanted a Super Nintendo, and they were just like, "You'll play Genesis. Get over it. Stop whining." <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, that's the one that they, fell off the truck no 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 <laughs> i would get everything no everything was a toy toys r us was my go-to spot okay. but the thing is i would be like on a two-year back cycle so i would only get the games once they were at the like five ten dollar kind of super markdowns like that's oh, when i would really okay. really dive in like i would never get a game ever that was brand new you know like she, unheard of to, you went to D2 and got him a Game Kid. <laughs> no, I had the I, Genesis was the last console. I, I think just after batteries. that, after that, my next console was a PC, and I just got hooked on. I just stopped playing video games after. I just got hooked on the internet. Torn. I played the last Mortal Kombat uh, game on PC for the first time. Any of these iterations of games that I've played on a PC because I never really invested in a in a rig that could like play anything like at, at that kind of speed, you know. So I was just. So let me let me I I got a real good computer because I'm editing video all the time and doing stuff for school. So I'm like, oh, let me get a, like a, a game that I could run now. And I was great. I would never I feel like I don't even want to play with consoles anymore. Except some games only come out on consoles, which sucks. Yeah, Steam is pretty prevalent, though. They're doing a good job. But uh, all right, well, let's go through our uh, Spotify playlist every week. We each pick a song. We throw it up on our playlist. And uh, it's a big one. You can search for it on Spotify. It's the RIPL Livecast Music Break. And uh, this week, I got a really fun song. Spotify, if you listen to Spotify enough, they really kind of figure out your music taste. I have to say, their algorithm is really good. Uh, they recommended... Uh, and every week they make you a playlist called Discover Weekly with songs I think you would like based on your previous listens. And they recommended this artist, uh, Fire Tools. And it's really, really fun. The song is called Soda Lake with Game Genie. And the vibe Speaking is basically... Games, there you go, Game Genie. Yeah, Game Genie ruled. Uh, uh, the vibe here is it's like easy core, like light kind of jazzy prog with black metal vocals and it works it's really it's really nice bacon charts knows what i'm talking about bacon charts says fire tools is sweet i just i i was completely oblivious to it until spotify made me aware of, of this wonderful project it is a one person project uh you should check it out that's my pick darren what did you pick my pick was uh, Give Me Tonight by the great Shannon, uh, the freestyle artist who shares a name with a our, new, our new announcer. And I've been listening to a bunch of freestyle, and it's partially because I'm working on a screenplay that heavily features uh, prominent freestyle artists and music as part of the, uh, the soundtrack. So I've been listening. They're just not, not because of writing it. It just got me in that mood to listen to that kind of stuff. Have, Have you mentioned you that on the show before? That what about the about the screenplay? Yeah. No, because I just started like a couple of weeks ago. Can you tell us anything more about it, or is it too much in the infancy stage? 
uh, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's like uh, it's instead in the late 80s and it's in New York City and it's got a lot of it has it intersects with freestyle culture. Does Vinny Stigma have an appearance? People like Vinny Stigma have an okay. appearance, not specifically him. Can you work in the phrase boondoggle motherfucker? <laughs> oh, damn right I will. I'm going to drop in as many uh, live cast memes as I can. Nice. Maybe we'll see Dave Douglas Levison as a young man also. Oh, my God. Well, relatively young, I guess. 20s and 30s <laughs> he would be, right? Who would you cast to play a 30-year-old Douglas Levison? Oh, you, you could cast you, anyone. The 30 years old is tough. I was going to say Danny DeVito would be a perfect. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, 30 years old, I don't know. I think it'd have to be an unknown, right? Who's Jonah Hill, maybe? Or Andy Milanakis. Oh yeah, because he could be he's probably the same age as Douglas Levison, but he yeah. looks like he's only 30. That's perfect. <laughs> and that probably would be who I'd go with. He could nice. do that annoying shrill voice too. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. That got me in the mood for, for freestyle. Shannon is, is as Rob said, wonderful. And also it's relative related to the live cast because of Shannon St. Mainframe. That's awesome. So that's my song. Interesting. Yeah, I said, Darren, I just sent you a link to my Latin freestyle playlist. Oh, thank you. Uh, it has all that. Give Me Tonight was actually in it, but now that oh. I'm looking, the version that I had uh, is no longer on Spotify. So okay. <laughs> I'm adding other. Well, actually, a lot of Shannon stuff. All the Shannon stuff that I put in, I guess one of her best ofs got taken off Spotify. Oh, so, okay. That's fine. Uh, but I really love Shannon. Uh, I love Cynthia. It, the, the whole the whole Latin freestyle universe is so fascinating to me because it only happened in Puerto Rico and in New York. Yeah, it didn't spread it. it they didn't yeah. uh, spread the word by very well. They didn't. Yeah, it's that. like pretty. But like some of these songs are just so infectious. Uh, I think it's and, uh it's like a it's like an insular thing. Like I think a lot of the the feeling about when i talk to people about who who love that music from that were alive at that time was like this is our thing like fuck you it was a bit of like mm -hmm. punk in a way like when other yeah, people would do scene. things that sounded like freestyle they'd get offended rather than seeing it, people taking up the mantle you know yeah uh and for me like I, I my exposure to it was exclusively on the streets of new york like it's not like i had uh somebody T telling me about freestyle it's just like i just remember all these songs because they were just being blasted constantly yes, yes. in yeah. public places and like it just just like there's certain certain songs like there's this uh crystal water song in this playlist that like i just immediately can see myself on a summer day like take my myself back to this one specific moment just because of the song and yeah. and, and i love it same here exactly the same thing and it's uh um yeah, Stevie B, Lisa Lisa Cult Jam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it was, that's mm -hmm. very says. very summery music. And there was a, a radio station here too. Uh, well, all the dance stations. Anytime there was a dance station, you know how they they play musical chairs and they whatever happens to be a dance station at that time. But when you would get to like eleven thirty or midnight on a on a weekend night, they would just play freestyle like straight through. Just some DJ would just play freestyle music. That's so good. That's how uh, Matt Pinfield got his start, I think. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm sure he gets into some freestyle prior. Probably, yeah. He probably name drop artists we've never even heard of <laughs> yeah. just because he's Matt Pinfield. He's an open minded guy, even though he's a rock guy. Yeah. Yeah. We should have CDB. him back on the show. He was a delight. Love to. 
And then the odd. following week, we'll have Stevie B. And he was a bummer in a way. Not, not, he didn't do anything wrong, but it was like he was on to talk about somebody that passed away, right? I mean, like, it's just slipping my mind now who it was. But I don't remember. Wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was promoting a podcast or something. I thought he was talking. Oh, I might be thinking of a different interview then. I thought someone just died and we had someone on that. He might have spent some time talking about it. I think it might have been like a coincidental thing where we had him on at the same time as this was in the news. So we asked him to talk about it. But I don't know that that's why we had him on. Right. But I I also don't remember who it was. He talked about a lot of stuff. And he's a lovely, lovely, lovely human being. So, Sid, what was your pick? Uh, I picked The Outdoor Type by the Lemonheads, which is a not my favorite Lemonheads song, but it is my favorite Lemonheads lyrics because it's all about how he uh, lied to a girl saying he was very outdoorsy to get her to go out with him. And now he's apologizing because he never wants to leave the house. And it features lyrics about how he doesn't want to go uh, mountain climbing with her because what if there's something cool on TV and he misses it? And like, that's sort <laughs> of my excuse for everything. So yeah. like. The weird thing with him is, though, that he was a very uh, deep heroin addict for a very long time. And you sort of you have to go outside to score heroin. So at least for that, he was the outdoor type. But for this girl, he was not. Is there a line in there about I can't believe I wasted my eighth pick on a draft on a guy that just had Tommy John surgery? Because then it'll be perfectly you. Thankfully, my drafts haven't happened yet. But I'm sure that that's coming. (laughs) Fucking world baseball classic. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I still like the WBC. I'm not going to blame, although I'm still very upset that the Mets lost a prominent player that, to it. But that injury that footage happen? is the only WBC footage I've seen in my life. Wow, that's how much of it I've watched. I love. It. I look forward I to just, it every time. I'm a Mets fan. I can't muster up. It's the same reason I don't really watch like Olympic basketball or anything. It's I just I root for the team that I root for. Like this doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know. I understand. Well, Rob, he got hurt celebrating a win. They were just yeah. not even I playing. told you about this, Rob. Yeah, I, I wanted the, the listeners yeah. to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, it's a very shitty way to get injured, I think. Uh, I still also, love the uh, WBC. They had this crazy exciting game last night, too. In this the World final. Bodybuilding Competition? That, too. Very exciting. Stimulating. The White Boy Championships, Rob. You could enter. <laughs> yeah, Shifty Shortcake, number one contender. <laughs> and also Lord Miles. Oh, well, he lost. He's eliminated. <laughs> he's, he's MIA at the moment. He, he he got eliminated doing an extracurricular activity. He wasn't in the white boy land. <laughs> Good point. It's like, yeah, just like Edwin Diaz. It's like an exhibition game. What a waste. Diaz being out for the season makes me so sad. Said Snowberry Salad. Yeah, me too. But you know what's even what's well not even sadder, but also sad is that they didn't even like win the WBC for him. They just lost. Oh, they the did. Puerto Rican team wound up losing the next day after he got destroyed. They were probably so shell shocked from what happened. They were like scared to do anything <laughs> good because they might celebrate and hurt themselves too. Like <laughs> they lost to Mexico. Hey, oh. Randy Arosarena, game saving catch. That dude is clutch as fuck. Mm-hmm. So before we get out, I want to mention our Patreon. If you want a little more live cast in your life, we could do two bonus episodes a month. Sid does a weekly TV column. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash RIP livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access this month. We just posted a watch along of the 
recently discovered Clerks live action pilot, and we also did a watch along of an old Clerks animated episode, which was fun. And earlier in the month, we did a basically a full episode where we did hypothetical questions similar to the question about the toilet. Yeah. Uh, very similar to that. And we did a full episode of that. And there's tons of great stuff. There's watch alongs of movies and documentaries like the black metal documentary until the light takes us, uh, the mean man documentary, the Chris Holmes story, uh, which was what a journey watching that documentary and, uh, plenty of other fun stuff in there. And you could watch along with us. Patreon.com slash RIP livecast. five bucks a month gets you access to all that stuff. You want to throw us a few extra bones, 10 bucks a month. You're a top livecast fan of the week. And you get to get a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. Come on a pussy. Yes. Yes, please. Bring I, I back the... do... <laughs> <laughs> that accent. Let's see here. Running up the. Uh... Did I accidentally delete your. <laughs> do you need me to put the names in the chat? Uh, yes, please. Pussy. Oh, here we go. I found it. All right. Uh, listen, Eric, uh, you want to you wanna go back on tour, but I talked to Benjamin, and he doesn't want to play anymore. And, you know, I lent Dan uh, my bass drum because I heard the way he played. He sounded worse than Sam I am. I said, you can't do that. You got to use my bass drum. And it's all right. Use my tricks. Here, borrow Mindy Mayer's Kippa. You go play it. Chasuasasusits. And now they're big stars and they forget about me. And I'm over here drinking my cattle decaf. And uh, look, I know that Hugo likes tacos. And uh, it's just been too much. Take your ass to Lando Danks. Drink a little LaCroix with Corey and Scotty H. And then Doug McMinn will come over and he'll say, hey, you want to go on tour again? And I go, oh, you know, look, if we're touring, if we're touring, I don't want to play to a tape. I want to play live. I want to play like Douglas. Who are you, Levison? I want to play live. I want to walk Bob Dylan to the stage. And I want to get on the mic. And I want to say, hey, guys, it's Josh. <laughs> that version of Carmine is like 30 years older than the earlier version you've hey, done the episode. I like it. He aged my, during the show. There's my voice. <laughs> All right. That's our show, folks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you uh, next week. And, uh, yeah. and uh, we kiss you. Bye-bye. Uh, welcome back, Bacon Shorts. Nice to yeah. see you.